1: Dietz & Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
0: Shop now at DietzAndWatson.com slash the right way.
1: That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Thomas' original Nooks and Crannies English Muffins.
0: Okay, listener, do not make the same mistake I made recently. Okay, I just wrote English Muffins on the grocery list. My significant other went to the grocery store and bought some non Thomas's original mm-hmm. nooks and crannies English muffins English muffins yep I went to toast them they did not have nooks and crannies. no they're too round I, and they're like flat on the inside yep. I, I didn't realize exactly how special Thomas's original nooks and crannies English muffins were until I, I tried to live without them
1: Yep. so you know what we're talking about but if you haven't tried them already you've got to try Thomas's nooks and crannies English muffins because they're truly like no other I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any.
0: Yep. Uh, Today, we are talking about scallions. Yeah. I can't believe we've gotten this far without talking about scallions.
1: I know. I'm sure it's come up on other episodes, but I don't
0: know. I I don't, yeah. They're,
1: They're skinny. They just, like, slip through the cracks.
0: Uh, Yes, exactly. Exactly. I feel like scallions are, though, one of those things that are in a lot of recipes. Probably everybody has used them. Everybody's eaten them. And yet nobody really thinks about them. They're even less remarked upon than just regular onions. You
1: know what they are? I think I've never said this word out loud before. They're unsung.
0: They're unsung. Indeed. They're the unsung aromatic. Uh
1: huh. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. we've got our episode title. We don't really do episode titles but this this is the unsung aromatic aromatic episode yes uh i love scallions they are one of the few things one of the few produce items that i want to make sure i have in my fridge at all times wait
0: really absolutely wow yes i I am famous for buying scallions i'm famous for this For buying scallions, using like four of them in a recipe, and then letting the rest of them slowly liquefy. Oh
1: yeah! So when you arrive at the Ballard Food Mart or whatever your supermarket is called, they're like, hide the scallions. Yeah, they the scallion, like, scallion, scallion lady lady murder. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, no, seriously. Just last night, I pulled out of my Crisper drawer a plastic bag of like three scallions that had gone all slimy.
1: I can't believe you're admitting this on the scallion episode. Yeah, I know. Speaking of murdering plants, yes. Um, years ago. Um, I was playing frisbee in the park with my wife and daughter. This is adorable. Um, and that's the end of the story. We're just the cutest <laughs> family. <laughs> oh, and uh, and my wife, Lori, threw the frisbee and somehow managed to neatly decapitate a daffodil, like surgically, like we went over oh, and picked up the frisbee. Oh, I thought you were going to say a scallion. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> but uh, you said murdering plants, and that's what popped to mind. And we have been ribbing her about this ever since. Like, you know, she is the the butcher of daffodil country.
0: That is adorable.
1: Uh, there should be a musical about it
0: Wow not only is she Lori Amsterburton um, w- wife of the show wife of the show but she's also a, a vicious daffodil murderer uh-huh. you heard it here first
1: <laughs> um, yeah so I don't know what what kind of plant am I known for murdering it seems like everyone hmm, has a, an mo except me
0: huh well we'll I get mean, the you, forensic don't, you don't team have on many house plants so maybe there are too many plants to name maybe you've killed them all that's true yeah okay yeah, scallions. I, I mean, actually, so now hold on to get back to this this fact you just told us that you pretty much always the fact have it that in the my fridge. wife murders daffodils. No, 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 no. Um, so is it maybe it's because you do so much like Japanese cooking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a- Asian cooking in mm-hmm. general? Did you I know that like, my
1: the inside of my fridge has been likened to an Asian grocery? <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> in Enough. a national magazine.
0: Anyway, it, it, scallions and ginger, I think, of, uh-huh. are, are used in so many different Asian food preparations. Yes. It makes this makes sense. Yeah, certainly, that you would need these at all times.
1: The thing I use them for most often is uh, thinly sliced and used as an aromatic in a stir fry. Yeah, it's like my favorite aromatic to have in a stir fry.
0: Wow, I never think about it.
1: Uh, yeah, I usually do scallions and ginger. I I rarely do garlic in a stir fry. I guess we've already we already. Have covered the fact that I don't like garlic as much as I should
0: yeah yeah no scallions uh, they 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 bump up against garlic flavor but mm-hmm. they stay in this onion situation and they' they're different from regular onions they're they're a thing that's
1: both mild and gutsy in their own way sort of like celery
0: yes yes. Oh, man. Celery I
1: mean, is a very satisfying thing to have murder. Have we ever done a celery show? I think we did. Okay, because I, I love celery. I'm pretty sure we ate like ants on a log or whatever it's called. Yeah, I think so. Oh, by the way, like we skipped over this, but I was going to accuse you of doing the thing where you asked a terrible question on the, on the show and I, made people, and, and I had to deal with the aftermath of people answering it. But then I listened to the Tang episode and I it was, my, it was me. It wasn't you.
0: Wait, what was the question? So you
1: brought up the idea of peeing in the sink. And then yes. I asked the listeners, like, is this a thing you've ever done? And it's running about 50-50.
0: Wow. Okay, cool. So uh, if you want to know what we're talking about, check out our Facebook page. It's facebook.com uh-huh. slash Spilled Milk Podcast. And you, too, can tune in for a Facebook discussion about um, whether or not you've ever peed in a sink.
1: Uh-huh. And, and it was, which was brought up on the Tang episode for no good reason. Yeah.
0: Okay, anyway, but hold on. Scallion. Okay, yeah. memory lane. Take it away.
1: Um, I don't know. I'm sure they were around. <laughs>
0: Okay, I think of my dad as being a scallion a, man. A scallion man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was like a scallion, but he had legs. Can <laughs> oh, that's you imagine? So cute. <laughs> I'm picturing. So recently I was watching The Muppet Show with June, uh-huh. and we were watching the old Gilda Radner episode where she sings some sort of song like from the Pirates of Penzance, but they, they've misunderstood and, and they thought that she said that. She, so she said she needed. Uh, Anyway.
1: She, She needed a stallion, but they brought her a scallion? No,
0: she said she needed a parrot because she thought pirates was parrots. And instead, they got her a carrot. Okay. So anyway, she sang this with a carrot who then brought out all of his vegetable friends. And anyway, so I'm picturing... My dad as a big dancing scallion, uh-huh, singing kid. and dancing with Gilda Radner. Nice, right? I mean, don't we all wish we could have sung and danced with Gilda Radner? Absolutely. Okay, uh, hang on now. <laughs> My dad was a scallion man. Uh-huh. I think. Oh, there him, was a
1: point to this story. I
0: think of him keeping scallions around for um for his egg salad. Okay. He always puts scallions in egg salad. He, uh, I think of him also putting them in. You know, he always put them in potato salad. He sometimes put them in egg salad. Let me make a oh, correction okay. there.
1: Everyone so- erase, erase or cross out what Molly said <laughs> about egg salad and write potato, potato salad. Potato salad, yeah. Okay.
0: okay. He always put them in his potato salad. Recipe appears in A Homemade Life.
1: A book by Molly.
0: Yes. Uh, he sometimes used them in egg salad. But yeah, he would... Uh, my dad like liked making things like... Uh, like he would make a bean salad every now and then with like canned white beans.
1: Sure, like a three bean salad.
0: No, not even like a, a three, one bean. Salad. It was a one bean. <laughs> it's a single
1: bean. <laughs> wow. Anyway, it sounds like, like I think Cucina of him, Povera.
0: He would good one. He would use scallions in that. He was like just really. Um, he used scallions as a. Uh,
1: They're a great onion for for serving raw.
0: Yes, because because they're I mild. I don't like to eat them raw.
1: I don't really either. But but if I had to choose between like a raw yellow onion and a oh, raw scallion, yeah. I would take the raw scallion.
0: Oh, big time! I mean, I I can actually eat a raw scallion and not regret it, whereas a raw onion of any other type, except like Vidalia or Walla Walla sweets or whatever, I will be tasting it for three days. Oh, afterwards. for
1: sure. Something I just realized I didn't put on the agenda because I just thought of it is: Do you think the word "rap scallion" is related to scallions?
0: I don't know. How do you use rapscallion in a in a sentence anyway? Is it a ver- is it an adjective <laughs> or a noun?
1: Uh, it's a noun. Like don't you're being such a those kids are being rap Is it like
0: whippersnappers? <laughs> I
1: think it's like whippersnappers. I think maybe a grown-up can be a rap I, I don't know, maybe it's only a kid thing. Huh it's like it's like a Dennis the Menace type, I think. Oh. Like a lovable prankster.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Like me. This
1: episode is brought to you by Grove.
0: Grove makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and your family, and they ship them right to your door. And they make sure
1: you never run out of your favorites. Now, Molly, I understand you recently received a box from Grove Collaborative.
0: I did. So uh, here's what's really amazing. I was expecting it to arrive on a Friday Uh because, of course, I was following the tracking. (laughs) It arrived early. It arrived on a Wednesday. I was outside gardening. The UPS guy pulls up. He gives me the box. I start unpacking it on the spot.
1: Like right in front of the UPS guy.
0: Well, I mean, I think he had driven away by that point. Okay. I was so excited about the variety of stuff in this box. Not only the brands that I know and love already, like Tom's, um, Method, but also Grove's own in-house brand. Yeah. Beautiful, awesome, useful, and really uh, earth-healthy products.
1: And they've also got guides on their website. So if you need help with anything like, you know, what should I get next to complement the stuff I already got, they are there for you. And if you sign up now at grove.co slash spilled milk, you will get a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set for free with your order of $20. or more.
0: That's grove.co not grove.com grove.co slash spilled milk.
1: This episode is brought to you by the Splendid Table podcast.
0: You know the Splendid Table. Yeah, it's the one with our friend
1: Francis Lamb and his mellifluous voice every week on APM, American Public Media.
0: I've always wanted a reason to say the word mellifluous, and I can't think of any voice or a person who deserves it more than Francis. No,
1: I have his voice running through my head right now, and I feel soothed all over.
0: (laughs) Seriously, The Splendid Table. This is the show for curious cooks and eaters. And it. this show has been an outstanding podcast from before there were podcasts. Yes,
1: that's, that's true. It's one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to. And uh, now with Francis at the helm, it is better than ever. So download The Splendid Table wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Okay, so wait, your memory lane has no scallions?
1: Um... I just don't remember them playing. It's not that I never ate them or they weren't around, but I don't have any specific scallion memories.
0: Do you have a memory of the Gilda Radner episode of The Muppet Show?
1: No. Oh, God. I did watch The Muppet Show. I mostly remember uh, Waldorf and Statler. Oh, my
0: God. They're so
1: good. I know.
0: They're so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. So June, so this time watching The Muppet Show was like the first time that she has ever truly gotten the Swedish chef. Oh, at first, she was like, "But I don't understand anything he's saying." <laughs> but I don't
1: speak Swedish, Maya. And I was like,
0: June, that's the point. It's really funny. And so now she does an imitation of him, and she's like, "Bongi bongi bongi bongi," <laughs> and she wants to be the Swedish chef for Halloween. Oh, I thought you were going really to say she wants to
1: be the Swedish chef when she grows up.
0: No, for Halloween, I've never been more proud of oh, my child. This
1: is going to be the best Halloween she's costume. She's just going to
0: walk around like bongi 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 bongi. And like throwing things behind her and
1: like, yeah, throwing, just throwing candy. Yeah. I'm going to follow behind so I can catch candy.
0: Yeah. Because uh,
1: I don't have any other ways of getting candy.
0: Right. <laughs> Clearly not. Okay. So, will you tell us a little bit about scallions? Because I think some people, I think it's easy to confuse them with spring onions.
1: Okay. So, they're not that different. So, a variety of different species and or varieties of onions can be grown as scallions but if they bulb a little at the bottom then they're called spring onions Mm -hmm. and spring onions are a little stronger in flavor and like uh but is Is it a big difference isn't a
0: spring onion like just a young onion but with
1: I, i think of a spring onion as as having like long green shoots attached
0: wouldn't a young onion too don't they lop off the shoots
1: sure yes but uh but the shoots are tasty
0: that's true. And with spring onions, we harvest them when they're still small and yes. the shoots are tender and we, we like to eat all of it. Yes. Yes.
1: But uh, scallions are the same as green onions or, and this is one of those things that like, I can't think of any other examples, but like when you read something also known as, and you've never, ever heard it called yes. that thing, bunching onions.
0: Bunching onions? Yes. Oh my god, that's so cute. Yes, isn't it? Oh my god. Um you're going to need four bunching scallions for yeah. this recipe. <laughs> oh, that's so cute.
1: Uh bunch four bunches of bunchers. Bunch- I, <laughs> I
0: just love saying bunch. Four it's bunches a good word. of bunchers did, on the bunching Did we table. go
1: off on a tangent about words that bunchy oh, bunch cr-
0: that was um words with double consonants double, yep, double. like bubble
1: Yep. Yeah, bunch nub, all.
0: Yeah, nubble, nubbly.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> Mrs. it's Mrs. happening again.
0: <laughs> Mrs. Cubbison.
1: That's where it started. <laughs> yeah. So uh, scallions, they're grown. The, the white and light green part is the part that doesn't get any sun because it's underground. Mm-hmm. And then the, the softer, greener part is the part that shoots above ground mm-hmm.
0: And so, like a cannon. And why is it that, do we know why the part that's underground is sweeter in general than the, the darker green part?
1: Um, like specifically chemically, no, but like, uh, you know, leaves that are exposed to sun and it's all leaves, leaves that are exposed to sun and turn green, develop a variety of different chemical compounds that have different flavor profiles.
0: And certainly they're, they're tougher than the, than the lower, uh, you know, partially buried leaves. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and often like in a recipe, which, uh, which is something I kind of like the, uh, you know how, how you like use all of the scallion except for the gross part of the tip that uh, you'll you'll slice the white and light green parts and put it into the recipe and then garnish with the sliced green part at the end.
0: Oh, I've never been told to do that. Oh,
1: it's so nice. Most recipes. It's, it's one of the most satisfying things you can do. <laughs> I put a little, I put a little jot mark on my calendar every time. (laughs) That is a callback to an ad that's probably running on a different episode. Yes, You're welcome.
0: Um, Yeah, I just bought some scallions to use in a salad recipe. Mm -hmm.
1: And I hear they got all liquidy.
0: Well, no, I actually bought some more scallions yesterday to replace the ones that had liquefied. Um, No, but uh, this recipe only calls for me to use, you know, the tender the tender mm-hmm. lower parts. I love tender The tender, parts. yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't say what to do with the upper parts. You know, I should save them for stock, I guess.
1: Um, sure. Right? I mean, put why them in, not? Put them in your frozen stock sack. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a frozen stock sack going? Sometimes. Sometimes I, I do. I don't remember the last time I've actually done that, but it, it has, it's charming to yeah. think about doing.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Okay, other things about scallions. Oh, so I made a list of some of my favorite scallion dishes. I love
0: that you have favorite scallion dishes.
1: Um, and one one I kind of forgot. Have you done the braised scallions from All About Braising? Yes. We that, like yeah, you, yeah. you I... wrap them in foil. Did we do that on the braising episode like 700 episodes ago?
0: I'm not sure, but I've definitely made okay. that recipe before.
1: So have you ever had uh, cebollitas asadas?
0: No. Is so this grilled scallions? It is
1: grilled scallions that are salted and, and sprinkled with lime juice and fantastic. And served as a side dish um for like uh, carne asada or like uh, for anything. any you know, any Mexican dish
0: when I was in Oaxaca a few years ago, we went to um this, you know, covered. Market that had a really famous um, like cooking street where you would you would sort of go and you would choose your meat and you would choose these scallion type things. Just Maybe like they were as scallions. you go
1: down the street. There's like a meat section. No, and it...
0: it was like you go into this big warehouse type building <laughs> uh-huh. and, and in the warehouse type building, which was itself like a big covered market, there was like an alleyway down the center of it. This definitely has a name. It was like uh, the Mercado. Like I want to say like
1: it's the Mercado Day Awesome. This sounds great. Oh,
0: it I feel like it was it was a date like the the market of like the thirteenth of November or okay. something like that. But that's anyway, almost
1: my dad's birthday.
0: You go inside and um, there's like this central alleyway where there are all of these stalls lined with different types of meats and vegetables that you would grill. Primarily these scallion type things and and other I think I can't remember peppers maybe. Anyway. Most of the stalls are approximately the same. And there are like hawkers standing there. And uh-huh. next to each stall is also a grill.
1: This sound like the it's greatest. Amazing.
0: It's amazing. You choose your meat and your vegetable. They grill it for you and then there are tables under a different part of this like huge market building where you then eat your food that they've cooked for you. Oh. But anyway, yes, I'm just remembering now that, that yeah, with pretty much every order, you know, they they sort of steer you toward getting these grilled scallions. Yes. Yeah. Oh oh man, yeah. So delicious. I've never
1: been to, to Mexico other than like, you know, brief trip to T
0: Oh man! Well, uh, our listeners, I'm sure many of them will know of this market in Oaxaca and are probably dying that I don't remember the exact name. Someone, of
1: Someone, someone, maybe but, even us, are going to post the name.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, go there. Uh, the ne- if any of you are in Oaxaca City, do it.
1: Okay. Have you had panamul? No. So this is this is a Korean banchan of, of uh, like Ooh. pickled scallions. Okay. Really what are good. they pickled with? Oh, let's take a break and find out and come back.
0: <laughs> okay. Great.
1: So, I'm going to say like a uh, soy sauce, sesame oil, uh, sugar, vinegar okay, type of deal. Okay. Um, that sounds incredible. Really good.
0: Is it a quick pickle?
1: Oh, yeah. It's a super quick pickle.
0: Okay. So, pa- panamul? mm mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So, something I've talked about on the show before probably, and I will link to the recipe again, is uh, the um, Malaysian Chicken and Rice by uh, Zach Palacio.
0: Oh, is he the fatty crab? He's the fatty guy. crab. Okay.
1: And this was in um Fine Cooking magazine a few years ago. And it's, uh, it's a rice dish where you, like, cook rice with uh, with chicken stock and, like, uh, cook it till the bottom gets crispy with some pieces of chicken on top and the chicken juices soak into the rice. And then you serve it with, like, chilies and fish sauce and also scallion vinegar.
0: Oh, my gosh. Please link to this. I want to it's make so, this. And it's so
1: easy. You slice scallions and just put them in rice vinegar okay. or even white vinegar. and okay. uh, And that's one of the condiments. And it is so good.
0: Oh, this sounds so good. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm, uh, I think that everyone in my family would like this.
1: Yeah, I think I think so. Like even even if uh, you have someone in your family who wouldn't like the sauces, it's just chicken and ri- rice, right. including what, crispy what rice. Yeah. What is yeah. not to love? Have you ever heard of calçots?
0: Yes, okay. I have. I have. I remember. So in the golden age of Sever magazine, yes, I remember them doing a piece about Catalonia or or whatever, uh, some kind of piece in which they talked about about this. Tradition, go on. Will you tell so us about it?
1: I had never heard of it until I went to the Worlds of Flavor conference in Napa Valley, California. Like, when did you do that? I don't know, twelve years that ago or something. Sound like
0: something you would do. I
1: so here's here's the story, and now it can be told. I may have mentioned this before. The Association of Food Journalists, uh-huh. uh, of which I was a member, had AFJ, this, AFJ had this scholarship. It's like it was like five hundred bucks uh, for like a a. Young food journalist to or I don't even even know if you had to be I don't remember what the quali- qualifications were Yeah, because
0: you weren't young even then you had
1: to be a member for some number of years before you could apply for the scholarship and then they just give you 500 bucks to do some food related thing. Uh-huh. So I'm like this sound this conference sounds cool. I'm going to apply for this scholarship. Nobody else applied. <laughs>
0: Oh my so God.
1: I got five hundred bucks to to go to the Spanish food conference in California. Okay, uh, you know, Ferran Adria and was there. Uh-huh. Other famous Spanish guys and, and women were this there. Does not
0: sound like your speed. It was very
1: weird, and uh, and lots of like you know corporate food yes conglomerates and yeah, stuff. No doubt. But that was the first time I heard the word calzat, and I had no idea what they were talking about. But then we got to go to a calçotada.
0: Oh okay what's that
1: okay so calçots are like big scallions they're they're uh, like they're fatter than scallions you would get in an American grocery store but they're not not tough like leeks okay so then they they uh, grill them so it's uh so the calçotada is uh, is an annual event that's held in in vals Catalonia which I'm vals. De- which I'm definitely mispronouncing
0: Vals Catalonia um,
1: and they they grill them they grill the calçots. Then they wrap them up in newspaper to like cool and steam, Mm -hmm. and then they're served on terracotta tiles. And you like rip off the the charred outer part and dip them in romesco sauce. Okay, okay, um, and eat them with uh, bread and red wine. And it's uh, animalistic.
0: How was it? It was
1: delicious. Yeah.
0: Yes. Does it? I mean, are they cooked enough that they're just sweet? They are.
1: Yes, they are. They're cooked enough that they don't have any of that like stingy raw onion flavor yeah. left. But uh, they, I mean, they still got some chew to them.
0: And then did you have the traditional I'm seeing here in your description? This is from
1: Wikipedia. We did not have this. The but, roast
0: lamb and sausage and white beans. Oh, my gosh. Why do people like why do traditional like European cultures do things so much better than we do?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so it says then follows a course of roasted lamb and sausage and white beans for desserts. Oranges and white kava are served.
0: Can I please...
1: Uh, Could we do can this trade, as an episode? <laughs>
0: can I trade in my life?
1: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. For, for one
0: in which this is celebrated in my, my hometown.
1: You mean you're going to move to Vols, Catalonia? Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is so wonderful. What's I your, love this kind of thing.
1: What's your feeling on uh, Catalonian separatism?
0: It sounds really uh, like there's a... a...
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Hot take there, Molly. <laughs> Way to take a stand.
0: No, no, no. I mean, I was following the news. I just didn't expect to be grilled called upon, on Yeah, grilled it. On grilled, it. I get on it. It. grilled like it. a, like a cassot. Yeah. No, Matthew, what's your take on Catalonian separatism? I
1: have no opinion I don't know enough about it.
0: I I Yes. Me neither. <laughs>
1: Um all right. Uh next, quick, let's let's get out of this minefield. <laughs> pasta Bible pasta. Ah, oh, this know, is more comfortable territory. I know we've talked about this before. I don't remember what episode it would have been. Okay. But this is a to me unusual pasta dish. Uh I feel like it's very Italian in a way, but I don't really know what region of Italy it represents. Would you tell us about it? No. Great. So, what you do is you melt some butter mm-hmm. in a skillet, and you put in some a bunch of sliced scallions and cook them down over low heat for like fifteen minutes mm-hmm. until they start to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Then you let that cool while you boil some some rigatoni or uh, like half rigatoni, which is called metze manike rigati. And then you add to the the cooked down scallions an egg, egg yolk, Parmesan cheese. Did you know that the parsley.
0: that the name of that pasta means like a, a half sleeve with ridges?
1: Yes. Great. I did because once I Google translated it and it said average striped sleeves. <laughs>
0: Love that. How did Don't you know I- that? Because I know that manike means sleeve, because I'm familiar with it from pasta. Oh. No, from, from like pasta <laughs> names. And I know that rigate means that it has like stripes or uh-huh. ridges. And metze, I figured, means like middle or I guess average, you're saying like mm-hmm. half or... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm sorry. I d- wasn't listening to anything else you okay, said. Okay,
1: so then then you toss together the, the cooked down scallions and butter, egg yolk, parsley... Parmesan cheese and the cooked pasta and a little pasta water, and it it turns into this green, fresh tasting sauce.
0: So what this reminds me of is, uh, so when I was in college, I used to always get the Wednesday edition of the San Francisco Chronicle, which was my local newspaper, mm-hmm. and they had a really did that great have
1: herb cane in it. That's the only thing I know about the San Francisco Chronicle.
0: Uh, I think it probably still did at mm-hmm. that time, but anyway, um, it had many great food writers working for it. Michael Bauer, Janet Fletcher, I yes. think. Janet Fletcher. So great. I remember tearing out a recipe that was from the Babo cookbook. Uh, So this would have been the very early 2000s. And it was called Rigatoni with five lilies.
1: I know what you're talking about. And I'm
0: pretty sure that it was a Ligurian recipe. That sounds
1: um, plausible. Anyway,
0: basically, you used scallions, leeks, red onions, you know, a variety of different things from the Allium family. Mm-hmm. And you did the same thing. You sort of cooked them down slowly. Um, then it was thickened with uh, with egg yolk. Okay, yeah. And uh, anyway, it made this wonderful, like sweet, complex, lovely, very very kind of spring-like pasta sauce.
1: I haven't made that in ages, and it's it's so good. It's so
0: good. And then I remember that one gets served with um, ricotta salada grated over the top. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, I know I wrote about it on my blog like an eternity ago, and we could link to that too.
1: Okay, sounds good. Uh, Are you familiar with Welsh onions? I know you've eaten them in Japan, but other than that.
0: No, do you mean negi?
1: Negi, yes. Okay. Um, they are apparently used in other. I only know them from Japanese food, but they're they're they look like a leek in that they're much fatter than a scallion. They might be like a calsot for all I know because they're like a fat tender scallion. Okay. Uh, and the the number one, they're used in a lot of different ways in Japanese cooking, like sliced uh, and put on raw as a garnish. Um, you know, used in hot pots. But the my have you favorite, ever tried
0: growing them here?
1: Have ever tried growing anything?
0: <laughs> wow, I really want to. I wonder. Um, I'm sure somewhere online I could get like seeds for them or something like that. I you mean, know, it's...
1: you know what? The only thing I've ever grown successfully was what? moderately successfully is cilantro, and mm. like then it then it got it bolted and got seedy, and then I harvested the little coriander seeds, which was which was a lot of fun, and I did it one time.
0: Cool, awesome! You should do that again. Good story.
1: So, but the the way that I I like negi best uh, and is one of the most popular ways to have them in Japan is uh, interspersed with pieces of chicken mm-hmm. thigh on a, a skewer and grilled, restaurant. which is called negima, and uh, and they get charred and super tender, and it's just one of the most perfect things.
0: Oh, I I have eaten them with you. Mm -hmm. For me, it would be uh, as though there weren't enough reasons to go back to Tokyo with you. This would be like uh, right up there at the top. For sure. It is so delicious. The flavor of well, I I feel like scallions were really made for that kind of like hot charring grill heat. Yeah. I I mean, they also get really sweet when they're braised, when Mm -hmm. they're when they're exposed to wet heat. But uh but yeah, there's something really wonderful that happens when they're exposed to this like very dry heat. Sorry,
1: you said exposed to wet heat, and oh, I stopped Matthew, listening to anything else. Stop that. it.
0: <laughs> anyway, wait a minute, Matthew. You need yeah. to you need to read. Uh I oh, see that oh, you looked up.
1: I forgot. Okay, okay. so so uh negi, the English term apparently is Welsh onions, although I've never heard I've never heard that term outside of like something translated from Japanese. But uh so it says they they're called allium fistulosum. And according to Wikipedia... Ouch,
0: that sounds painful. I
1: know. Historically, the A. fistulosum was known as the cibol. In Cornwall, they are known as chibbles.
0: That's so cute. Oh my gosh, here we are back to our double <laughs> yes, consonant. Yes,
1: Mrs. Coverson's chibbles. Oh
0: my goodness, I want to grow some chibbles.
1: <laughs> the chubble with chibbles.
0: Oh my goodness, I want to get... I want to put on some chub-eating chibbles.
1: Yes, let's, let's oh chub man, up what's with chibbles. Oh way?
0: Chub up with Chibbles. <laughs> Oh, Which I guess it's, it could be great. like our
1: bodybuilding show or just our cooking
0: show.
1: <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Grove.
0: Grove makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and your family, and they make sure you never run out of your favorites. Like, for instance, I got my first Grove box mm-hmm. last week, and in it was this Method spray cleaner that I'd never used. That afternoon, I used it to clean my bathroom sink. It smelled so good. I would have never discovered it if Grove hadn't pointed it out to me.
1: So sign up now for Grove Collaborative at grove.co slash spilled milk, and you will get a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set for free with your order of $20 or more.
0: That's grove.co, not grove.com. grove.co slash spilled milk.
1: Anything else about scallions? Absolutely not. All right. You can find us online at uh, uh, (laughs) spilledmilkchibblecast.com, where we're going to post, let's see, uh, pasta Bible pasta, rigatoni rigatoni with with five five lilies. lilies.
0: Oh, the Malaysian chicken and rice. Malaysian chicken
1: and rice. Wow. We we are posting links to a wealth of different delicious recipes that we didn't come up with this week.
0: I wonder if we can find uh, a uh, calcetada video so going on video maybe or maybe we can find one going on uh like
1: a really like sexy like smoky video with with people ripping into calcots and yes yeah
0: yes great
1: great uh you can find us on facebook at facebook.com you know, the slash
0: calçot is it reminds me of culotte which is underwear <laughs> which in yes, French.
1: sans culotte what yeah. does that mean uh
0: without pants
1: okay what, what, why is that a word?
0: Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> um, what to do with the revolution?
1: Wh- yeah, that seems odd. Yeah, though <laughs> we didn't talk about how calc is spelled, it's calc with a sedia OT. Mm-hmm. Cool looking word. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at slash spilled milk podcast. Uh, where we're not asking you to weigh in on any weird question this week,
0: definitely not.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, <laughs> maybe what, what does song culot mean? <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay. And have, I mean, you, although, and have you ever done it? Yeah, have you ever done it? I think that people who haven't done it are never nudes. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the like.
0: And um, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the the show that um, that is followed by a course of roast lamb and sausage and white beans.
1: Yeah, it is. I'm Matthew Amster Burton.
0: I'm Molly Weisenberg. When I think of something rolling, I think of heads rolling. Yeah. And I'm like, are we calling? Butts
1: will roll. (laughs) (laughs) Reese's peanut butter cups are
0: the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.